Hi, welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm Catherine Bowyer and I am completely fascinated by people and what motivates them. I've spent the past three and a half decades specialising in mindset and human behaviour and I've helped thousands of people to create happy and amazing lives. And now I am super excited to be chatting with women from around the world who I have secret and to be honest, not so secret crushes on. They're women who inspire me. I'm intrigued as to how they do life and what makes them tick. I want to find out their magic formula that makes them who they are. And at the end of the episode, I'd love for you to say, I'd like a little bit of what she's having. The conversations are real and raw. They're full of passion, inspiration and lots of fun. And nothing is off limits. So grab yourself a cuppa or pop on your trackie and go for a walk and join us for today's chat. There may just be that pearl of wisdom you need to hear. So let's shimmy on over and get started. So today's podcast guest is June O'Brien. I affectionately call her June from the moon. I have known June for over 30, 30 years and I met her and her then husband in Canberra at the local pub <laughs> we met and we just became instant friends. June came to live with me for a little while while she was in between houses and June is just all about fun. June has this zest for life and I really want to chat with her and she has also this really special principle that she loves to, to live by and I want to find out all about that today in the chat. And June is also one of the most kind-hearted people that I know, whether it's strangers, her bestie, she's always there to just help people out. So June, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm very well. And thank you so much, Catherine, for inviting me to do this. I'm super excited to be here and chat with you, of course. So, so excited. Like I really am excited. We've been one of those friends, you know, when you say people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime, you're definitely a lifetime friend. And it was I'm not sure if it was random or what it was, but it's we met at the local pump. It was meant to be, wasn't it? Was it was meant to be. Yeah. Yes. You and all your friends that never showed up for <laughs> an hour and a half. <laughs> table is for my friends. We were like, uh, really? Are they coming? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, and they didn't, did they? Did they come? Yeah, they did. Yeah, Alan and all of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, up, yeah but it was yeah. an hour and a half later. <laughs> The date, so yeah, no, we've and you know it doesn't matter where we've been, travel, we always just reconnect and pick up as if it yes. was still the same. Yeah, yeah I love that. I, I have a, a number of friends like that that you might not be in contact with each other regularly, but when you are, it's like it's just like yesterday. So that's definitely one of those friendships. And I want to find out, actually, I know a lot, but I want our listeners to find out and share with them just who you are and how you do life. And I thought where we would start before we go into your principle for how you live life, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, like maybe where you grew up and what growing up was like for you. Yes, so I grew up in New Guinea, so a little place called Weewak, which is on the coast. And um, just a little bit of my background is... On my mum's side, she's Danish Micronesian. So my granddad on my mum's side actually comes from Denmark, from Copenhagen. And then on my dad's side, he's part Chinese, New Guinean. So 
his dad came from China, from his full-blooded Cantonese, came from China and ended up during the war was cooking for the Australian Army. And it was really interesting for me on my journey when I was writing a bio about what I'm doing now. So I'm in the tourism industry, so I do food and wine tours in Geelong. Uh, Wadawarong country is where I am. And just doing a bio, I went, oh, this is probably where I think it has influenced it's in my, my blood to travel and yes. to explore. And it actually, I just went, oh, wow. That's why I think I've always felt comfortable with travel and meeting people. Yes. Then apparently after the war, my mother used to, she was very, good with different languages, picking up dialects really amazingly, yeah. not like myself. I mean, I, I struggle with that. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still learning Italian, just having a gap year. Yeah, it's yeah. About five years. <laughs> five gap years, yes. Bonjour, I think I did Marcos. five weeks of Italian. I did five weeks of Italian. <laughs> yeah. Mine's still a gap year. Buongiorno, Marcos, as far. But anyway, so my mother used to actually take tours. Oh, interesting. And she used to take the Japanese and show them around. This is way after. And the Australian delegates. My dad was in the army as well. So it's, it's again, and I will go back. I'm like, that's really interesting. It's sad when you don't ask them as you get older. Dad's part Chinese, New Guinean. Mum's Micronesian, Danish. How did they get together, you know, like, yes. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you know how they got together or not? Well, uh, working in, what were they, mission? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So so my mum was very good. My dad was a mechanic and my mum was just, I don't know what she was doing, I think a seamstress or something. She was very clever with, you know, cooking and baking and that's what they did, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So the cooking side, again, and my dad's a really good cook, and and I'm like, yeah, so this is where it comes, you know, my grandfather on my dad's side, baking for the Australian, like they just knew and found that he was a really good baker. Wow. That they went, you have to cook for us, you know. So he would make bread for them. This was in New Guinea, in the war. Yeah, New Guinea. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that would be so interesting to even you know, finding out about just how that happened, just the how they cooked for the numbers there and what they yeah. cooked and how it all, the logistics well, it was, of it would be very cool. Well, it was interesting. I know there was one part with my dad who used to go, you know, the Americans, he, the Americans used to do his head in because he looked Chinese. He's, he's uh, Chinese. Yeah. But they, you know, Chinese, Japanese, didn't matter. So every yeah. time they used to pick him up, they used to interrogate him. Oh, wow. And he was working for the plantation. He goes, oh, no, you know, my dad's, you know, baking for this Australian army, da-da-da. Yeah. So they drag him all the way back, find out, confirm that he did work there and that his dad worked there. You know, he used to check his dad's paper because he's Chinese versus yeah. Japanese. You yeah. know, during yeah, the yeah. war, they couldn't yeah. really... Tell the difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, same, 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 yeah. same. Different. Yeah. Well. So, that, and then they'd let him walk all the way home, and then he'd get picked up again. By, oh gosh! And this could go on for 
you know, like five or six times where finally he'll eventually get home. Oh but, the, yeah, the Americans, and he just goes, oh, bloody Yankees used to pick me up all the time and, you know, interrogate him. Where mm. you going, boy? You know, all this sort of stuff. So that was interesting. But, again, going back, you know, the cooking side, my dad loved cooking and baking. My mum was a brilliant baker, seamstress. And I didn't pick up any of that sewing stuff, but cooking. But the cooking you definitely I did, I remember. Yeah. I love exploring places. Yeah. I like going down different tracks and going, oh, let's go and have a look at that. Because then I look at my two grandfathers and I go, yeah, one's come from Cantonese and the other's from Denmark. Yeah. So my Danish granddad was supposed to be in New Zealand. Oh. He hopped on a boat with this guy. So they went, the, you know, through Spain looking for gold and ended up, he was supposed to go to New Zealand, but he hopped on and met this guy at the dock, said, oh, you know, no, 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 let's go to New Guinea. They reckon there's more gold. And somehow he ended up, instead of going to New Zealand. He ended up in New Guinea. New Guinea. Yeah, wow. and then in New Guinea he married. So on the island that they actually crowned him as king of the island, wow. you can actually have, Two or three wives. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my mum's mum. Yeah. One or three women. Oh my goodness. So out of that, she's also got her, so same father, but the yeah. other two mothers, one didn't have any kids, but one has two, two other daughters. So there's my mum from one mum yeah. and the other mother. So, yeah. you know, the, the, Oh my gosh. Yes. So, so you actually come from royalty then? No, well they made him a king, but you know, of the island. Take it, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so you're, you're like royalty, June. <laughs> <laughs> I am royalty. But yeah, so, and it's a beautiful little island. It's called Wuvalu and it's in a coral atoll all throughout yeah. the, and a lot of the American students, actually come and do their marine yeah, life yeah. studies there. Yeah, yeah. studies yeah. there. So it's a beautiful – so for me, that was another thing is, you know, I've travelled around. Have you been there? Have you been? To- yeah, oh, love it, love it. Wow, that would have just had so much meaning yeah. as well, sort of having that family history there. Yeah, I should go back, but, uh, you know, New Guinea's a bit dangerous. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. You know, as much as it's beautiful, I – my family always keep on asking, how come you haven't brought your family here? I went, yeah, rubbish. <laughs> too dangerous. We'd rather go yeah, to yeah. Fiji or Vanuatu. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, is, it, it is, it, it is dangerous. So how, you were born there. Hmm. And well, I mean, how long were you, how long did you live in New Guinea for? Uh, only until I was supposed uh, 10, 11, came down yeah. to Brisbane, went to school in Brizzy, because yeah. back then you also had a choice of, you know, choosing Australian citizenship. Yeah, sure. Or because we were owned by Australian or run by Australian there. Yeah. So I came down, went to school in Brizzy, Woodridge, Logan, <laughs> Logan, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> and did your mum and dad come back? Did no. they move back to Australia? You came, was it boarding no, school? Stayed, yeah, boarding, um, stayed with my auntie and uncle. Yeah. Then my mum passed when I was really young. So yeah. during that year, actually. Oh. And so I need just, yeah, my dad. So stayed with my auntie and uncle, went to school, 
in Brisbane and then went to Charters Towers, went to boarding school in Charters Towers. And from there, because it was cheaper to go to boarding school in Charters Towers than it was to be in in Brisbane. Can you, June, because a lot of the listeners are international, Mm. Queensland is northern Australia. Where's Charters Towers? Charters Towers is inland from Townsville. Yeah. So it's about two hours inland. So you've got. It's far north Queensland, isn't yeah, it? There's, yeah. there's far north being Port Douglas. Yeah. Then, you know, Cairns, Townsville yeah. and inland from that. So it's a big magnetic island, Badara, yeah. You, yeah. you know, sort of, it, yeah. it's more of an international area. And then it's, yeah. you know, then you've got Capricornium, then Brisbane yeah. sort of gives you a, a, an idea. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's cowboy country. There, you know? <laughs> and Mullakeep's of which is Mullakeep is sand mounds that the oh yeah yeah, yeah. ants just these ants just yeah 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 I've seen those actually that would be interesting for people to have a look at those big ant mounds yeah um, they're so, amazing they're amazing yeah so you were at boarding school and what did you do after boarding school. I was actually quite lucky. So I went to school in Charterhouse, House and then whilst I was finishing my year 12, I happened to work for a travel agency. Yeah. So yeah. that was really, you know, that was quite lucky. After school finished, I decided to head to Cairns and thinking, yeah, well, I'll, I'll try and get into travel. Now a job came up on the paper and I thought, oh, where is this place? Port Douglas. Oh. I just apply. I applied <laughs> for this position and I didn't know where Port Douglas was oh. back then. <laughs> yeah. And so I ended up in this little town that was, you know, so this is going back 85, 84, yeah, yeah. 85, yeah. before Christmas case started building oh, uh, the Marina okay. Mirage. So yeah. Started that in Port Douglas the year that I got there, so that all that bill started wow. way back. Wow. And so travel, yes. Yeah, so I met this amazing lady. Her husband was a bit different, unusual, but that's when my yeah career of travel started. And it was something I I actually recall. I've always wanted to travel. Yeah. And so you know that so Port Douglas had. Fabulous time, you know, the rich and the famous who came. It's rich and famous and party. It's just a beautiful place, isn't it? Yeah, constantly. And then after that, yeah, I got to, I'm very lucky to make some really amazing, meet and make some really genuine friends as well who I still catch up with. But in a sense, it's something that, I'm now practicing. So I met some really awesome people who actually helped me to connect me with places. So I ended up working in San Francisco for these two amazing, awesome women. So I I went to San after whitewater rafting. I've done adventure travel of all sorts and ended up in San Francisco working for a wholesale travel company there and being an expert about you know, diving in Australia, Fiji, Bali. So part of my whole thing was, yeah, I was SME for Selling Australia and Bali and Indonesia and the Pacific. So these two ladies, I, you know, I'm forever grateful and in debt to who were friggin' awesome. Yeah. And, you know, they were strong women. And it was interesting when I go back and I think what used to happen is they had, 
you know, their kids, they were breastfeeding. One was yeah. breastfeeding while, you know, negotiating contracts and wow. stuff like that. You know, they were diving. They were, you know, really into all sorts of stories, photography. And when I've actually, I came back to Australia, got married, first married, you know, that. But you would have only been young 20s then, early 20s, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because I'm just thinking we're we're, we're the same vintage. I'm only 38. Yeah, same. same. (laughs) I must be a bit older. I'm 44. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we're the same vintage. So you would have been early 20s when you did this. Yes. Wow. Big, yes, big so brave steps. Was, yeah. yeah, two years. I loved it. Loved, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I ah everything like I, my my apartment with the bed that came out of the wall. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then folded up. Yeah. So, you know, it was really expensive. Like yeah. I probably would have had oh maybe only a hundred dollars a week left. Yeah. to go out and party, but I loved it. I could walk everywhere, you yeah. know, Lombard Street, you know, Golden Gate. I thought I could walk in the Golden Gate Park in one day. I'm like, oh, my God. If I haven't been there, I haven't been to San Francisco. Yes, I would so love, yeah. loved it, loved living there, you know, got to travel down the coast and went out to Napa Valley and Las, Las Vegas, spent yeah. a lot of time over there. Back in the day, you know, so it was loads wow. of fun, loads wow. of fun. And so a then, bit of a risk, a bit of a adventurer, would you say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's the sense Always. I get. You sort of talking about that sort of maybe it's in your family lineage and in your blood, yeah. but that's yeah. when I met you, you just had this zest for life and everything was an adventure. Always. I would say everything was an adventure, even just – you know, catch-ups and things, you always... I'm always curious. I'll make time. curious I'll, and you... I'll yeah, make time. Yeah. yeah. So if someone, you know, if I'm coming somewhere or you'll say, yeah, yeah. you're coming, I yeah. will make the time yes. to meet. I'll do whatever. Wow, that, I, I can put some pieces together now in, in even just those little bits that you've talked about, just that family lineage. Yeah. Just, you know, it, it's a bit, little bit of that nature versus nurture, isn't it? Is it in your blood or is it through experience? I think I personally think it's a bit of both. Yeah, I think it's a bit maybe. of both. I think we're wired a certain way, and we come in with certain attributes, and then the experiences we have sort of shape those as well. So, mm. so what happened? You moved back to Australia. Moved back to Australia. Yeah. Moved back to Cairns. Went up to the tablelands. Lived in the tablelands yeah. there, and then. Came down to Canberra. Moved to Canberra, yeah. That would have been a sh- was that a shock because Canberra, for those those in Australia will know, where the capital of Australia, where um, halfway between Sydney and Melbourne, where June moved from, was on tropical. the coast. It was tropical. It was kind of holiday. People went there to holidays. Canberra mm. is the seat of Parliament. <laughs> yeah, um, basically the Barrier Reef. Yeah, is where you came from. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. through. So, into the political capital. Inf- I mean, that's not all Canberra is, but what? But you still stayed in tourism there, didn't you? Yeah, so came in, still, yeah, worked for a couple of, literally I've worked for, I think there's not one travel industry or agency that I haven't worked for. Yeah. You know, you name it, I've been there, I've worked there. Do you know what? I remember because when I travelled overseas, I went overseas for six months and you were my private travel agent to organise my trip when I 
worked out where I was going to go and things like that. And that was, that was pretty cool. That was pretty, cause you had all this, you know, you, you'd been to a lot of the places that I was going to and you were sort of able to give me that personal recommendations, which was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, you know, and if I don't know about it, I'll find it. I always find out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I still have friends going, geez, June, though, when you first started out, I think one friend reckons that I tried to send them. Back in those days, we used to have these, we didn't have computers. No, it was all, you had to. Manual. Yeah. These books. That, and all know, the tickets were handwritten. Handwritten. Like I yeah. had bloody tickets that I guarded with my life that I didn't want to lose and my traveler's yeah. checks. And, oh, oh, my God, I've just got, oh, God, I, no. sorry, yeah, I won't talk about but some of the, situations I got myself into it's just like oh my god Catherine (laughs) really I look back on it and going because I would have been 24 when I was traveling on my own just a solo woman and I'm pretty naive and pretty like yeah some of the things I think about it's just like shit I'm lucky I got through that experience (laughs) yeah but I think that you know you bring that karma always Karma is it yeah. you know, when you have that, when you just open to travel and yeah, open yeah. To meeting, you do have a great time. Yes. And you know, I know, I think of that. I think of we were in France and I think, oh, you know, we, I went to a French hairdresser and I wanted to get my hair straightened and, and I yeah. thought, gee, I'm sitting there. And I'm explaining, and then blah, 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 and I'm thinking, I could end up with a either massive perm, I could be red hair, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I wanted my hair straighter, and I want to look glad. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting there going, oh, you know. And then I went, what the hell? What the hell? If I, if I have permed hair, that would be hilarious. If yeah. I walk out red hair, you know, I wanted blonde tips and yeah. all that. Anyway, when it was done. Shit, I look good. I look so good. So I walked past my now husband. So got rid of the old one, got in a new one. And he didn't even recognize me. Hi, gorgeous Happiness Hive listeners. I'm interrupting this awesome podcast chat to share something I know you'll want to be part of. The Happiness Lounge Membership Club. This is your one-stop shop and central hub for everything you'll need to catapult you into a life beyond your wildest dreams. It's a unique and powerful platform where you not only get to focus on your own personal growth and transformation, but you also get to be part of a community of high vibe and inspirational women from all around the world, all working towards the same goal of creating a life filled with joy, success and unlimited abundance. I've done the hard work for you. I've personally created a whole range of resources to fast track your results to becoming fabulous in everything you do. The Happiness Lounge is your premier membership program, providing the ultimate place for personal life mastery. If this resonates and you want to create a life that you're excited to jump out of bed every day to live, come and join us. Hit the link in the show notes and let the fun begin. Okay, now back to the podcast. Anyway, so long story short, but talking about travel, we met the waiter and we said, hey, you know, can we, we want to go and listen to some jazz, it's our Second last night in, in Paris, he said, oh, he said, if you wait, you can come with me. Oh, yeah. So he ended up taking us to this waiter's club. So we even got the bus ticket for us with him to this waiter club. 
And then we met all his other waiter. Everyone's in transition because they've finished their shift. Yeah. And then he then put us on a bus to this nightclub that was, we had no idea where we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a big wooden door. You had to, he explained to the taxi driver what the, I suppose, what he had to do. And the taxi driver took us there. The little slide window opened and this guy, da, 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 and then it shut and then he opened it and he in. And we went into this underground sort of club. Jazz Jazz club. Yeah, that had, you know, Heineken was friggin' $28 a bottle for, you know, beer. And it was like, wow, you know, amazing. Anyway, but we could have been anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't have had that experience had you not just asked. Yeah. Taken that opportunity to Or take and just gone. Like gone with it instead of gone, oh, anything could happen. You know, we we didn't do that. We just jumped. Yeah. So let's go and discover, you know. And when we finished, we had a couple of beers, had a look. It was great jazz. And lucky, I said to my husband, you know, not husband then, I said, Tim, how do we get home? Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, hang on. Our, we had this a is before Uber. This is before <laughs> Uber and stuff. Yeah. We had a receipt, but he got the bouncer. We got the bouncer to get call it hail a cab, and we couldn't read where we were going. Yeah. And so back to our hotel back in Paris. So we didn't know where we yeah. were, Latin quarters, state, Germain, whatever. How we got back, you know, we thought we yeah. could end up anywhere. Yeah. But Dropped us off, not a problem. Yeah. So all our travel experience, I think, is when you're open to... Yeah, bloody hell. In Paris, I was going from, got the train from England across to France, and I was 24, and, you know, you used to book, I think you booked my tickets for me yeah. and stuff, but you would get the overnight train so you didn't have to pay for accommodation. That was my tip, remember? That was your tip, yeah. And then anyway, got into to Paris at... You know, it was midnight and it's just like, I'm not paying for accommodation. And I'd met up with these two American guys on the, the train. We we're just talking. I said, where are you guys staying? And they said, we're not paying for accommodation. We'll just sleep on the footpath. And I'm like, oh, okay. That sounds good. And I was the one I had a sleeping bag. They didn't even have sleeping bags. They said, you can come and sleep with us if you want. I'm like, oh, okay. So I just went with them and we set ourselves up on this footpath. <laughs> no idea where we were. And they said, you can sleep in the middle because you're the girl. We'll keep you safe. I'm going, oh, okay. <laughs> and we're sleeping there. I don't think I got any sleep, but in the middle of these two guys. And then we're in the front of this shop and somebody came out and they put this roll of carpet over the top of us to keep us warm. And it was kind of like, oh, that's really nice. So we did get maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes sleep. And then the next morning, we went back to the train station because we put our backpacks in the luggage hold. Yeah. And they said, where are you heading off to? And I said, oh, I'm just going to go and see if I can get a hostel. And they said, yeah, I reckon we'll do that too. And so we hung out for a couple of days. They were really, like, they were really great guys. But that could have ended very, very differently. Yeah. And, and know, naivety, but that. also just trusting. I don't, yeah. yeah. And I think that's a, a, it's a good thing with that because it's you're trusting your gut and that's where or it was just, yeah, we can look at it that way, but yeah, yeah. but I think back then, I, I think, you know, had we 
learned about your gut feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have that. We just went, yeah, yeah. okay, let's just, just go. Yeah, let's just do that. Just do that. I think there was somebody because there were some dumbass <laughs> things that I had done on that trip and, you know, in other areas of life as well. But Yeah. Um, cool. So, hmm. so travel was a big thing and – so you've always been in the travel industry because I know you were always. you definitely were when I met you. Yep. You've stayed in that. Let's fast forward. What are you doing now? Because you've got so, your own business. Yes. Yeah. So fast forward. So I basically took a bit of a, a detour from yeah. travel yeah. and worked in the basketball industry for oh, of course, yeah. eight yeah. years. Yes. Yeah. So mm. when I came back up to visit, so the so there's three la- three levels of the um, tier of basketball. There's NBL and then NBL1 and then VJ, which is a junior. So there's three levels of basketball. So I was with the team uh, NBL1, but I also helped out with NBL as well. So So that's the National Basketball League here in Australia. Yeah, National Basketball League in Australia. Yeah, so I did a bit of uh, community customer service in that space. So, yeah. and sponsorship. So, yeah. because that's the sort of person I am. I it's still within, that. I was going to say, even though it wasn't travel, it's yeah. still that customer service, organising experiences. Yeah. The thing I remember very much about you, June, is you would curate experiences for people. Yeah, yeah. and still do that. So, yeah. always, and every time with even working in the travel industry and the basketball, I like showing people around, taking yeah. around. You know, when visitors, yeah. you know, you need to go here, you should try that, you eat there. And I'm, you know, and again, it was always about food and travel and experience. Mm. And so, you know, after doing that, we, what we call, my husband calls it an impulse purchase in Geelong. So <laughs> bought a house and he's, he's. So that's a Victorian house. So how yeah. far from Melbourne are you? So we're an hour. So yeah. just an hour west. Uh, or yes. southwest of southwest, Melbourne. Yeah. Yes, yes, so the other airport. So the spirit of Tassie comes to Geelong. Oh, does it? Yeah, yes. that goes and to Tasmania, the, the ship yes. that goes to Tasmania. Tasmania, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of things here. And I think one thing, if you've got international people, that they may know that Geelong is actually a UNESCO city of oh. creative designs. And refrigeration was invented in Geelong. Did not know that. Yes, so refrigeration. Also, Geelong actually had the first telephone exchange here. So that actually connected the world. So, yeah, so refrigeration. The other thing is there was a jeweler designer um, who actually invented the the decimal point. So for me, making the move to Geelong, I'm like, wow, you know, and it's such an entrepreneurial place and space. I went, yeah, I like it. So I met some amazing people who said, you know, yeah, you should, you know, all my friends used to go, you should do travel and tours, June, you know, start your own business. And I, you know, I think sometimes, again, when I was in Melbourne, you sort of don't see outside. You just like, you know, day in, you, you do your, you know, Get you get up. into your little paradigm, you get into yeah. your, you kind of get blinkers on, don't you? And just, yeah, yeah. this is your day-to-day, yeah. just moving through the motion. You get up. In saying that, I love what I was doing in the basketball space. That allowed me that opportunity of like, oh, there must be more. I could do this. Yeah. You know? And working remotely, so I got to 
go, yep, I can be in Noosa working, still working, doing basketball stuff. And I'm like, yeah, there's got to be more. So I started discovering all of these different things. So when I came to Geelong, I went, wow, all of these people go, yeah, you can work remotely. You can do this. You can start this. We'll help you. We'll connect you. Wow. So, so lots of opportunities and possibilities for you. Possibilities. Yeah. So for me, I think had we not moved here, I don't think I would have started my own travel yeah. business. Yeah. So anyway, I went, yeah, all right, I'm going to try this. So, and that's it. It's always, yeah, have a go, have a go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then, yeah. So 2020 pandemics, you know, came in. <laughs> I decided I'm going to start my travel business. Oh, wow. So, yeah, started during COVID. Yeah. And everyone went, wow, that would have been hard. Tourism yeah. in the pandemic. And for me, it was one, when do you, when is a good time to yep. start? Yep. Just start it. Yep. Whatever. Just do it. Give it a go. Just do yep. it. Yeah. Have a go. Have a crack. And the other thing was, it was a really good time to actually study what I wanted to do, how I wanted yeah, to do it. That set up. Taking my time to build those foundations of the business. What am I, you know, I know I'm great at, and that's one of my super powers is connecting and customer service, I suppose, is always been me. Yeah. But then putting that, how do I do that as a business? Yeah. What can I do? So having that time, and I wasn't in a rush either. I'm still not in a rush. Yeah, that's perfect. You know, perfect. make Love sure that. you test it. I'm I'm yeah. still testing yeah. how I'm doing the business. Anyway, so yes, so I decided. So what do you do? You take people on tours to wine. Take people on tours, so food and wine tours. But yeah. I, but I don't say tours. It's oh. experiences. Oh, perfect. Yeah, sorry, my because, bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't put me on your marketing team, but yes. So food and wine, but it's also different experiences as well. So, for example, real estate. So one of the things that I've found is, you know, and I've travelled. So every time I'm, like, packing up, trying to get into a location, you know, you look at real estate and you go, oh, the house looks great. But when you get there, it's like, oh, geez, the neighbourhood, the grass is up. You know, it's a bit of a... uh, even though it says the school zone is only, you know, 10 minutes down the road, yeah. but geez, it's a... You don't really so, know a sense of what the suburb's like, yeah. do you, when you're so, looking yeah. to relocate? Yeah. yeah so, so do you do that for people? That, do you do yeah. that for people? Yes. Yeah. So doing that as well, working with corporates, so yeah. EAs, so yeah. that's another spin on part yeah. of my business, is looking after EAs who send me an email and say, hey, June, you know, we've got a meeting coming up. We've got 10 people. So I'm technically like writing like an itinerary still. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. So while they're still doing their own business, working, doing their job, I can send them, right, three places, quotes, you know, for an event here, pricing. Lovely, yeah. And then send it to them. They can go, okay, and they can either connect, then saves them, yeah. You know, swiping, looking up things yeah. when, you know. they So almost like a little bit of an, in, like there, there's bits where you do take people on experiences, yeah. but you're also an intermediary for their experiences, but also yeah. the, the real estate option as well. That real sounds, estate, um, just, yeah. yeah, again, it's showing them around. It's yeah. uh, still tours, yeah, tours, but showing the different suburbs. Perfect. Wow. Of, you know, wow. 
this is a growth area. This is what's happening yeah. in this region, down all the way down through the surf coast as well. So yeah. people might know about Bell's Beach being yes. in the national yeah. surf area. You know, looking at real estates from down there through the coast versus Geelong. So Geelong's growth, we were the third biggest growth real yeah. estate during during COVID because people were wanting to because I guess it's in that the lifestyle is lifestyle yeah Yeah. actually I've got a couple of friends that have made that sea change yeah um, to do that yeah that lifestyle change Um, yeah so showing people that again you know a lot of people don't realize how awesome this area is yeah but people think of Melbourne and Melbourne you can get there by there's going to be a fast train that they're building We've got the ferry to get to the city, but you know, so showcasing that. Yes. So when people do come here and it's a food and wine tour, not only, and it's an experience. Yes. So yeah. I tell them also about the history. Yeah. Yeah. As well and as I'm sure you just being with you would be an experience. So you've got your little van and you take them around, don't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I only take up to Max. I like small 10. Yeah a group of 10, but it is all bespoke and curated yeah. for them. Yeah. So, yes, yes, definitely do that. So. Oh, gosh. And, and you can see, June, the, the travel, the adventure, the experiences, that's definitely, you know, part of the package of who you are. I want to dip back because I did say at the, at the intro that there is a principle that you do live your life by, yep. and we were chatting about that. So do you want to share that with the listeners? I loved it. I loved it. it. Yeah. So one of the things that I like and it's called, there's a poem and it's called the dash and it's, and for me, it's make it count. So the dash, if you get time, the lady's name is Linda Ellis who wrote this poem. I think, I think she is the original writer. So it's about, you know, when a person's born and when they die. So on their tombstone, you have your birth date. Yeah. Your death date. Yeah. And there's just this little dash. Yeah. And when you go to a funeral, you know, people talk about, oh, so and so, well, they've, they were born at such and such. And that little dash has so much, you know. Yeah. And it's all their story and their journey in that dash to the day they die. So for me, part of my motto is make that dash count. Yeah. Do whatever. So, you know, whatever. So even though on your tombstone, it's just so tiny. Yeah. And it looks like there's nothing. So for me, that's what it's about. Make that dash and do, you know, make it count. Do whatever. I love that. Have a go. And yes. Yeah, so. I love that so much because really, it, to me, that's a really powerful metaphor. And we will put the link, link. to the, the poem in the show oh, notes. Yes. But to me, it is such a powerful metaphor that on your tombstone or on your plaque or on your, you know, that wherever, that little dash doesn't look like much, but what is it that you're going to make of your life? Yeah. And because this lifetime, we, we, we have one experience, you know, this, this lifetime to experience, what are we actually going to do there? And the choice is ours. There there are some circumstances, there are some events, you know, when you're in Paris, you could have just gone home after the dinner, but you chose to 
ask if there are any jazz clubs around and it opened up this beautiful experience. I could have chosen to, you know, pay extra money and go to a hostel and not get to sleep with those two Americans in the middle of those two Americans on a footpath in Paris. You know, it's a, um, you know, again, it's that, you know, our connection when we met, you know, yes, have you gone, yes. sorry, you know, cause, cause you said, oh, we're, we're waiting for friends and yeah. I could easily have gone, oh, all right, you know, oh, fuck we'll you. Come. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere else, an hour and a half later, still no one. You're just sitting there with your table by yourself. But yes, so and yes, and we just got chatting. To me, it's those kind of sliding door moments. You know that movie, Sliding Doors. That Mm. if I chose to do this thing, this can happen. But if I choose to do something else, another thing could happen. It's for me, it's about that conscious living and really about making the choices and making the most of life. Really. For me, it's about making the most of life, which is what you're sharing as well, yeah. is absolutely Just Have a go, you know. Yeah. I think that's one thing we've always, I think, chatted about is if we try an experience or yeah. trying something, whether it's different new yeah. food that we've never heard of or, you know, a restaurant, you, you yeah. take the gaunt and you go to a restaurant because someone's recommended yeah. it or you've heard about it. So I think for us, we always go, okay, we'll go and see. It's something that I'm trying to teach my, the child is my daughter. She's 24. I <laughs> refer to her as the child and all my friends know her as the child. And it's something that I, you know, she'll say, oh, but mum, but what if, but what if? And I'm going, yep, yeah, but what if? What if? Yeah. What, what if you don't? What if you, don't? Know, yeah. What if you do? yeah. And I think trying to teach her that have a go and do something because the kids nowadays is everything is, oh, you know, they'll have a look on their phone first. Yeah, yeah. almost instant gratification sometimes too, I find. One of the things I've, we've just come back from a nice relaxing time at the the coast and I'm one of those people, I don't like cold water. I don't like cold stuff and the water was really cold and I'm one of those you know, tiptoe into the water and, you know, my son Henry is a walk up, dive under and it's beautiful. And I always think, like, why just get in, just do it, just do Mm. it. Because once I'm in the water, it's that initial kind of just like, oh, don't like the, the feeling. But once I'm in there, I love it. So why am I prolonging it by just tiptoeing and fiddle farting around? Sometimes we just need to embrace it. Yeah. Just get out of our own way and just do it. Yeah. Just do and, it. Yeah. And it's something actually, it's interesting you say that because I only last year, the year before really, yeah. had that change of mindset. So I do listen to an awesome lady, her podcast, Sarah Grimsberg, and she's a local Melbourne girl and she's just amazing. And the different yeah. people that she gets to interview, like yourself, yeah. It's all that positive affirmation yeah. and all, yeah. you know, and that practice. And that was one thing I went, oh. so one of my friends said to me, Hey, June, will you come swimming with me? Yeah. And you know, see this? I like 28 degrees plus warm. Yeah, me too. I was saying to John, I'm, I'm 28 to 32 degrees yeah. is my, yeah. my optimum. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking 42 in, sorry. <laughs> His language. Um, it was forty-two. That was uh, hot. it was hot. 
where we were. Nice. It was a bit outside. No, that was just a little water. bit outside my, no, outside the water. Yeah, water. no, nice. But so this friend said, oh, you know, and I went, oh. Yeah. Oh, I get, yeah, okay. She said, no, you know, we'll go in summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is down in our beautiful Eastern Bay here in yeah. Geelong. And it's, and if you have a look at my Instagram, you can see it's, it's, it's like the French Riviera. It's yeah. beautiful with big fountains and closed in. Anyway, we went swimming and I went, I said to my husband, Oh my God, I've said yes. I've committed to go swimming with her. And we went in and I loved it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it was that. Get out of your own way. Yeah. Dive in. Yeah. And I loved it that much. Yeah. But the next day I came, I said, right, we're all going down for a swim. (laughs) And I love it. So we're all going to love it. Yeah. The child said to me, what have you done with my mother? (laughs) Yeah. And when we went down, she stood there. She squealed. She carried on. She wouldn't touch the water. Mom, but mom, it looks cold. Mm. I'm like, no, mm. just dive in. Yeah. You know, and that's that, that snap of just yeah. doing it. Jump. Yeah. Just do it. And, yeah. Embrace yeah. it. Embrace it. Oh my gosh, June, we could talk forever and ever. Yeah. Tell us where the listeners can find you. What's your business called? So the business is called Epic Taste Experiences. And yes, operate out of Wadawurrung country, which is Geelong, which is just outside of Melbourne. And you can, uh, you can also follow on Facebook or yeah. Instagram. Instagram. Uh, yeah. LinkedIn. I do also have a business under the LinkedIn. Yeah, cool. We'll, we'll put all those details in the show notes yeah. there if people want to find them. So, oh my gosh, yeah. time just goes way, way too quickly. Too so. Quickly. Thank you so much, Gorgeous, for that and look forward to hearing about your next experiences, your travel experiences. So thank you. And great big happiness to you. Thank you, Gorgeous. Thanks, everyone. Ciao. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.